so right now we're just going to get ourselves ready to receive something from God so dear Heavenly Father I just pray right now right across this place that your spirit may speak to us that your spirit will speak to our hearts that you cause our minds to be alert and our heart to be open to receive something not just that we understand naturally but can only be understood in the supernatural things of the spirit so I just pray and thank you for that today in Jesus mighty name Amen and amen. All right, are you ready? Seatbelts on. In these times, and we we don't need to to dig too far, but in these times that we're living in, it's a time of great change, a time of great challenge for people. Um, And it's a time where I, I really want to encourage you for us to be firm with our connection to God. It's time, that these kind of times is where we need to know who we believe in and what we believe and stand firm in that. So the situation today in Australia and in many parts of the world for churches is that uh, they can't gather. I, I know many of you know Mariah, our daughter, she's moved away. Uh, she, she, you know, was banished from <laughs> South Australia and is in Melbourne. In that time since she's left, she's only had one opportunity to attend church because churches have been closed for all that time. So when we think of the reality of that, I just, I'm saying that because I want people here never to take for granted the gathering together of the church. And it's way too easy to walk through life thinking, well, I can take it or leave it. No, you can't. And so I hope this morning in the message, something will get upon you. It's not so that we can get crowds together and and count you all. No, it's so that you can grow and flourish in the courts of God and live in the power of the spirit that God intends for your life. So we'll see all that as we go through this morning. But um, I I think that these days, um, we, we may never get back to what we used to think was normal. So that may not ever happen. But uh, whatever happens from now, we need to know who Jesus is. We need to be firmly anchored in the things of God. So we have a pandemic. We all know that. That's all around the world. We have uh, divisions among people. In families, in churches, there's pro-vax, pro-vax there's anti-vax. And uh, there's all these different angles that we can look at things. There's riots in Melbourne. And, and I can remember, not, it doesn't seem like it was that far in my past where I would have been one of those ones on the street getting kicked by the police horse. But I'm so glad that God has taken me from those days into the days in which we are today. But unrest and trouble, uh, it's all over our news feeds. And and I, I use all that as an introduction today to say that we've got to know who our Redeemer is. We need to know that we have a firm foundation and no matter what happens in the world, it doesn't change our salvation. Because you have an eternal call, an eternal purpose that goes way beyond anything that happens in this life. So just this week, I was on a panel for pastors, uh, a Zoom panel, so it was all safe uh, and all that. So um, this panel um, was asking, pa- answering pastors' questions about church life and all that stuff. And, and one of the questions was, uh, what is God saying to the church in this time? It's a great question, any time is what is God saying to the church. But uh, a greater question to ask ourselves is, what is God saying to me? So we're going to personalise this this morning. It's one thing to say, well, what is God telling everyone else? What is God telling the great leaders of the church? Or what is God telling the church today? Let's, Let's boil all that down to what is God telling me today? What is God's been speaking into your life and what's important to him for you? So... 
uh, it's all about making an anchor, an anchor point for living that empowers our life. Uh, being spiritually, flo- spiritually focused with a clear head and boldness in our hearts. So you want to live like that? It's a great way to live. It's better than the alternatives. So I want us to, to be uh, having that anchor point, living life that's empowered, spiritually focused, clear head and bold hearts. So the way in which we get to live that as a normal part of our life is when God speaks into our lives, when we have space and time where God communicates things into our soul, into our spirit. And we're given an anchor that is spiritual, that holds strong no matter what may come. Because I tell you something, stuff will come to your life. Things will happen that you didn't expect. Things will happen that you didn't want. But you've got to have an anchor for your soul that is going to hold you steady with an eternal perspective, with an eternal promise from God that says, doesn't matter what happens to me, I'm going to stay strong with my belief in my Savior. So... Jesus will speak to people and we've got to learn to hear his voice. So that's what this is all about this morning is hearing God's voice. So in Matthew 11 verse 15, my first scripture for this morning, um, it's also mentioned in other scriptures, uh, in other parts of scripture, exactly the same words. It says, anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. I think that's quite amazing that Jesus uses that as a metaphor. He says, anyone with ears, well, everybody's got ears. So it's not, and, and the, the amazing thing, the amazing fact about ears, I'll give you a little biology lesson, is we can't easily turn them off. It's like they're, they're on all the time. But Jesus is saying, anyone who has ears should listen and understand. So there's a, there's a way in which we can listen but not listen, or listen but not be hearing. I'm really good at that. It's a gift that men have. A gift from God. But Jesus wasn't referring to the ears on our head, but the ear of our spirit. So you need to know you have an ear in your spirit that you need to learn to turn on, that you need to learn to tune in, that you need to learn to use to the best uh, effect that you can have. So hearing the voice of God that speaks in our heart. It's hearing the voice of God as our most valuable gift. It's hearing the voice of God um, as our shield. It's hearing the voice of God where, where our healing comes from. It's hearing the voice of God where faith begins, where fear departs and faith begins. I'll, I'll just briefly run through some scriptures here this morning. Romans 10 verse 17. I've used the King James Version for this one. It says, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I want to tell you something. The thing that you need to be hearing in your life about life, about living, about business, about about relationships, about whatever else, money, um, where you go, your your employment, all those different things. The, The place where you need to be hearing where faith is going to come into that is through the word of God, which is your Bible. So the important skill every believer needs to grow and develop is learning how to hear the word of God for every occasion. So God's word about everything in life has already been spoken. 
So you know what, when, what, when you're walking through life, we're walking through life, we're thinking, well, what should I do next or what, what's going to happen? Uh, you know what, you might, come up, you might come to an edge and think, well, I don't know what's going to happen next. I can't see what's beyond this edge. But you know something? God's word has already been spoken to that edge. God's word has already been spoken for your life. What we need to do and what we have to do, have the opportunity to do, is discover what's, what God's way is when we come to those moments in life. See, God's word about everything in life has already been spoken. And I want us to be a people who have learned to hear the word of God. Learn to tune the hearing to what God is saying. 1 Samuel 3, verse 1 to 9, one of my most favorite stories in the Bible. I'm going to read it out to you. It's not going to take very long, but uh, we're just going to read through it. The, the, the verses aren't all going to be on the, on the screen, just the, the main ones. It says, Meanwhile, the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli. Eli was the priest. Now, in those days, messages from the Lord were very rare and visions were quite uncommon. So we'll just hold it there a second. If you feel like God has never spoken to you, or it must be so rare, and you think, well, I, I, I don't know, I can't even, uh, um, can't even understand where you're coming from when you talk the way you're talking, like I am this morning. If you feel like that, that God has never spoken to you, and that if, you know, if, if he talks to anyone, it must be so rare, then this story is for you. This story is for you this morning, Turn to the person next to you and say, I'm going to start hearing something. And what we're doing right now is we're, we're speaking something, we're confessing something that will be our reality. It goes on, verses 2 to 5. One night, Eli, who was almost blind by now, had gone to bed. The lamp of God had not yet gone out and Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God. Suddenly, the Lord called out, Samuel. Yes, Samuel, Samuel replied, what is it? He got up and ran to Eli. Here I am, did you call me? I didn't call you, Eli replied, go back to bed. So he did. Then the Lord called out again, Samuel. Again, Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am, did you call me? I didn't call you, my son, Eli said, go back to bed. Verse 7, Samuel did not yet know the Lord because he had never had a message from the Lord before. Again, I'll just stop there. I want to encourage you today that that is the condition of every single person at some point in your life. You would have had the place where you got, well, I've never heard God before. God has never, ever communicated anything to me. I've never experienced that. And I just want to make a caveat right now. Don't go waiting for a sign in the sky or for a booming voice to come out of a cloud. He speaks in much more subtle but powerful ways. So you just need to give you that little that little disclaimer right now. Don't wait for God to speak to you somehow with a voice from heaven. Verse 8 says, So the Lord called a third time. Once more, Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am, did you call me? Then Eli realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So he said to Samuel, Go and lie down again. And if someone calls again, say, Speak, speak Lord, your servant is listening. listening. So Samuel went back to bed. It was the fourth time. Now, this is, this is, you know, the story goes on. It was that fourth time when Samuel replied to God and said, Speak, your servant is listening. Now, Samuel had not had the Lord speak to him before, yet he became one of the greatest prophets the world has ever known. 
a most powerful prophet. He was the last of the great prophets, I think the greatest prophet before the era of the kings of Israel was instituted and had a very important role in the nation at the time of bringing God's word, of bringing God's judgment and God's, God's ways and values to the nation of Israel at that time. But before all that, Samuel grew up in the tabernacle. Um, he'd, he'd not heard the Lord speak. Now, often in our lives, God is speaking in our direction. I want to encourage you today, God is speaking in your direction. And, uh, and he speaks times and times before we recognize it's his voice. And uh, be willing to respond to Jesus. Speak, Lord, I'm listening. And we're going to look at some ways in, in which we can do that better and more clearly. But before saying God's not saying anything, I want to challenge you, I want to ask you and encourage you, have we opened ourselves to listen? That's a deeper question for another day. But I want, to, I want to ask you, you could be sitting here today saying, but God's never spoke to me anything. We've got to ask ourselves the question, have I opened myself to listen? Now, there's a, there's a few errors that we can make. Is we can be desperate, we can be desiring something, we can be uh, uh, you know, in a bad situation and demanding God, you've got to tell me something, you've got to show me the answer right now. And, and you know, I've heard people say, you know, if, if they do a deal with God, they, or they try to, and they say, if God will just do this one thing, then I'll go to church. God doesn't have to do anything for you to go to church. You go to church because you, I was going to say a swear word, you need it. You need church. God doesn't need you there. You need it because it's a place of power and clarity and, and, and the things of the Spirit get deposited in our lives in that place. So anyway, I was getting a little bit mean there. Mean pastor. So I'm going to give you a few, a few pointers here. And we're going to go through real quick. You've got to position yourself to hear God's voice. So you can be, you can be in places where you'll never hear God's voice. But I want to tell you something, you need to be prepared and smart and wise and position yourself in the places where God can speak and you can hear the voice of God better. So number one, it's the house of God. I know that's not a surprise to you. It's a great place to start. It's not the only place, it's not, it's not the one place and, and, and all that, but it's a great place to start in your journey to start hearing the voice of God is be in the house of God. So there's three things that they're not on the screen. Oh, they are on the screen. Who made, my, who made these? Brilliant. Oh, no, they're not on the screen. No, no. So there's, there's A, B, and C things that you get in the house of God. So they're not so brilliant slides after all. A, if you're taking notes, God uses the preach word to speak in our direction. And I, I would have lost count the amount of times where I've been in a church service and God just begins to speak to me by the preached word. And I thought, wow, you know, I need to, I need to deal with that, that stuff that I'm hearing. I need, to, I need to let go of some things sometimes. I need to understand things. Who liked last Sunday's service? Last Sunday's sermon from Kyle. Powerful word about the, about the, the father. The, what is it? The radical father. Amazing, amazing message. If, if you haven't... If you didn't hear it, get it on our podcast. It's a great message. The, the, the second way, uh, the, or the reason why we need the house of God, um, is worshipping with others is a fertile place where our heart becomes receptive to the word. So some people think, why do we, why do we sing these songs? We're wasting time. Just preach. You know what? We, 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 
when we give our praise to God, when we sing, when we lift our voices together, something happens in the spiritual atmosphere. Things get broken. Uh, you know, things of, things of uh, strongholds get, get broken. Strongholds are challenged. Chains come off. And we, we find ourselves more open to receive the Word of God. It's not a fill-in gap, just like, oh, well, I turn up at church 20 minutes late because I don't want to do the singing. No, you need to be in the singing. You need to, you need to even if you, you don't have a great voice, I have a horrible voice, but I sing my heart out. Mariah said to me, you know, I don't know, she's talking to the other kids once. She goes, you know, like when, when you, I don't know what she's talking about. She goes, you know, like when you're in church and you're next to Daddy, you can hear him singing? And it's like, so she's gone. Melbourne, you go. But you don't have to worry about what your voice sounds like. You need to, you need to just be saying, God, I'm, I'm giving you honor. I'm worshiping you because you are higher and greater than any of my problems and any of the things that I face. And when you start to do that, you start to get a softened heart for the word of God to penetrate and release something new and fresh and powerful in you. The third thing, the, uh, point number C. The house of God is important because it's a place of discipleship, accountability, it all happens in the house of God. So we need to give ourselves, uh, position ourselves to hear the voice of God and be a, a, a diligent person in the house of God. Make it an appointment that you don't miss. Make it an appointment that you don't miss. You just say, when, when there's things on at the house of God, I'm going I'm to be there. I just put it in my calendar. I'm gonna, uh, it's going to be the exception when I'm not there. It's going to be the, the very odd occasion. Something really, really, um, uh, you know, uh, is important that I can't be in the house of God. Otherwise, I'm there. So the second thing, it's in your private time. To position yourself to hear God's voice is in your private time. That's in the Word of God. That's it, reading your Bible. So God's primary method is His Word. Whatever you need has already been spoken over you in the Word. And the key is the closer you are, the better you'll hear. You know something, when, when you want to talk to somebody, and, and I, again, I'm, I'm exposing my flaws, I'm really bad habit. When Pauline's talking, I just go, yeah, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll catch the rest of the conversation in a minute. And I'll go and do other stuff, and Pauline suddenly goes quiet. I think, she noticed, I'm not in the room. And, and I'll come back and say, she go, I can't believe you just walked out of the room when I was talking. I go, no, I was, I was listening. <laughs> Men, do not. Never walk out of the room when your wife is talking to you. But the closer you are, the better you hear, because I'll get part of the story, and then I'll come back and say, oh, yeah, so what, what was all that about? She goes, no, you tell me. You tell me what I said. I go, well, I don't know what you said, because I wasn't listening. And we don't want to do that to the Holy Spirit. We don't want to do that to the Word of God. We want to be hearing what God is saying, and we want to be knowing what God's best is. So we want to tune into and not walk out of the room when God begins to speak. So how about that? Thanks. Oh, we got someone excited. Just remember that if you take anything home with you today, the closer you are, the better you hear. I was encouraged by the word for today, this morning. I've got one here, here for you. Grab one of those. Uh, today's today's um, devotion was, was all about the word of God. And, uh, and I didn't read this before this morning, but I thought, wow, that's, that's amazing. 
But I want to tell you, if, you're, if you want to hear the word of God and begin to uh, um, get closer to what God is saying, just use a devotion like this. Go, try it every day. Just read it at some point in time. Read it during lunchtime. Read it first thing in the morning or at night, whenever it works for you. But I'll tell you something. When you start to read this sort of stuff and then do some of the Bible readings, it gives you uh, the scriptures. If you follow the, the plan in this, you'll read the Bible in a year. That's pretty cool. And, and when you're doing that, you're position, positioning to hear God's voice. And that's what we, we ought to be aiming for because it gives us God's wisdom and God's plan and God's methods in every part of life. Who's excited for that? So the, the third way to position yourself to hear God's voice is in your desire for the Holy Spirit. And now that's a, this is probably the hardest one to achieve because it comes back to the innermost uh, settings of our spirit because we can desire all kinds of things. I know for me, oh, I struggle with the desires of my own, my own wants in life. I think I know what would keep me happy, God. Get me away from everybody. I just don't want to talk to people. Just put me on a mountain on the side of a hill. Give me, give me some, some animals to chase around and I'll be really, really happy. But you know something? I've got, to, I've got to challenge my desires and have a greater desire for the call and purpose of the Holy Spirit in my life. So in your prayers, the Holy Spirit comforts. He directs. He brings clarity. When you pray in faith, with others. It's really important here this morning that we understand that our desires will draw us closer to others who have a similar desire for the things of God. So when we pray in faith with others, what God has spoken, God moves and the enemy gets out of the way. Matthew 18 verse 19 says, if two of you agree together on anything, it will happen. And I think we see churches that are weak and ineffective and broken is because there's not even two people who can agree on what they're going to do together. And when, when we start to see 20, 30, 100, 200, 300, however many people God is calling together and start saying we're going to focus together and we're going to agree together for God to do something incredible, then we will see the, 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 the devil's strongholds crumbling down. And that's one thing we need to guard ourselves against is the, is the, 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 uh, the, the, the hearing of the negativity. Because the negativity will steal from you, rob from you, and will even deceive you to say that that was, that was legit. Your negativity is never legit. Faith is. And so we need to have others around us not to, not to, 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 to play in the pig pen together, but to rise up past all those things in faith and life and encourage one another to acts of service in the things of God. Someone almost got excited then. Or was that? No, someone just fell over. Can I have the musicians come and join me, please? So the, the, the point of this morning is to try and encourage our hearts to create habits of place, time, and desire. And when we do that, we, we create a lifestyle of hearing that invites the voice of the Lord into our lives. See, the issue's not about does God speak today? The issue is do we hear? God has always spoken over the earth. God has always spoken over the world. The issue's never been, well, what, what is God saying? It's what are we hearing? 
I want, to, I want to challenge you today. Jesus wants to meet with every single person. Jesus wants to, to, to speak into your life. Jesus wants you to hear his voice. Create habits of place, time, and desire. Make that a lifestyle of hearing that invites the voice of the Lord into our lives. And God will speak at times in life. When he does, be prepared to trust him with his timing for the fulfillment of those things. You don't have to run ahead of God. Sometimes God will speak into your life many, many years before that thing happens. I can tell you one example in in my own situation. God spoke to me. I would have been 24 years old. And I had had this burden for South Australia. I didn't want to be anywhere else. I was in Melbourne. And I, I had this this thing come on me for South Australia, for, for, for somewhere in South Australia, I didn't know where. And I, I went and spoke to a pastor who was very negative towards that. He was very, uh, very anti that idea. He said, there's nothing for you in South Australia. Why would you ever want to go there? And he, and he you know, condemned my thoughts. But that was okay because what God, what God puts in you won't go away easily. And so maybe five or six years later, I find I'm still in Melbourne, still serving God in that same church. And there's a phone call one Sunday from a pastor in South Australia who's saying, we need a youth pastor and your name's come up. Would you consider that? Now, if God hadn't spoke to me all those years before about South Australia, I would have said, why would I do that? Why would I even think that? But I, but I had a I had a stirring in my spirit that I went back to and said, but God, you, you, I heard your voice about South Australia. I didn't want to go to Queensland. I didn't want to go to Tasmania. I didn't want to go to New South Wales. But I had a burden already that I'd be, that I'd be reminded of every now and then. I'd be praying for, for Adelaide. I'd be praying for South Australia saying, God, I don't know what's there. I, I don't really know anybody there. But, but there's something that you're putting on me for South Australia. And I followed that voice of God, but it took many, many years. And then sometimes even I came to South Australia and had many setbacks in the things of God. But I can tell you today, God has been faithful. God has you know, taken me past every edge moment of my life. And, he's, and I've heard his voice and I've followed into the plans to where we are today. I've left the most important point to last this morning. Jesus will not and does not withhold his voice. John 10 verse 27. Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. See, this is the most important and exciting part about hearing Jesus, is following where he leads us. I want us to be ready to follow, be ready to hear, be ready to go. Why don't we just stand to our feet this morning as we respond and come come to the conclusion of this message. I want to pray for people today. And we don't, through this COVID business, we haven't been doing what we normally would do and lay hands upon people and all that stuff. And there's a reason why we don't do that. But today, I'm not going to ask you to come out and, and I'm going to lay hands upon you, but I do want you to move. I do want you to say, God, I need more. I want to step into something fresh. I want to discover something about the hearing that I've never had before. 
So what I'm going to ask you to do is, in a moment when the musicians uh, uh, help me, is to respond to God. Break away from the blockages that have been blocking your ears, the spiritual ears that I spoke about at the start. And we're going to do something physical, which is just step out of your, your row, step out of your aisle. Now, don't worry about what other people think, because this is between you and God. Don't miss a moment of your breakthrough because you're worried about what someone else might be thinking. Let them think whatever. You just get on with the things of God. So I want to, I'm just going to ask you to step forward and come out the front. And why don't we do, do that right now and just saying, God, I need to hear your voice. I need to hear again. Things have got dull. Maybe I've never heard. Maybe there's a blockage. But we're just going to come forward right now because we want our ears open this morning. I'm going to give you a second right now to start responding to God. Why don't you come? Why don't you just come on down, right down the front. Just stand as a, as a declaration. God, I need to hear you again. Thank, thank you for, for being so bold to come. Thank you for being so bold this morning. You're doing a Samuel in this declaration. You're doing a Samuel that says, God, I need, I need to know your voice. So why don't we just raise our hands right across this place. And if you're at the front here, just give the Lord a, a sign that you want to be open to him this morning. I want to pray for you right now. Lord, I pray for ears that are open. I pray, Lord God, for the desire of the Holy Spirit to get a hold of people, to get a hold of our hearts. We're here before you today because we are desperate for a move of your Spirit. Lord, where there's been a stoppage to our hearing, Lord, I remove the stoppages right now. I break those things off and, and release the power of Jesus over people's hearing today in Jesus' name. And Lord, we just pray, Lord, as, as these people have stepped forward, it's a significant time that they have desired to be closer so that they can hear you better. So Lord, I just pray right now that this is a sign today that they're stepping closer. They're not stepping out of the room, they're stepping into the room. They're waiting for, you, for your voice and they're saying, God, I'm hearing what you're saying today and I want to be reassured in that, in that hearing in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen and amen and amen. Let's give the Lord a hand this morning. There's just one last thing I want to do uh, before we conclude or before I conclude my time here today. If you've never entered a relationship with the Lord before, you can take your seats and you'd like to. Make the decision to follow Jesus, just like we saw Alicia uh, following Jesus in the waters of baptism. And uh, we have a decision to make in life and that is to ask Jesus to be our Lord and Savior. And you can take the first step today, spiritually, in making your way back to God or making your way to God for the first time if you have to. There's, a, there's a, a prayer that we have that I'll invite you to pray with me this morning that simply invites Jesus into our heart. The Bible says to be made right with God, we have to believe with our, believe with our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. And it says He's faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and give us eternal life. Now what we've made this easy for you, if you don't know God, is we've got a prayer that you can pray with us that does just that, invites Jesus into your heart if you believe. So we're going to pray this together, if you will. And if you've never done it before, I invite you to pray with us. And if, if you want to afterwards, come and see me. And I'd love to talk with you and encourage you on that amazing step that you've made going from 
not knowing Jesus to be living with him in your heart. So let's pray this together. Dear Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God, that you died on the cross and rose again to forgive my sins. I ask that you forgive me. I give you my life and I invite you to be my Lord and Saviour. Today, I am born again. I trust my future into your hands. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let's give the Lord a great hand this morning.